0: Hashtag punchline yeah. sex life. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, and then so did you listen to our funny track? Cause we have like a workplace track that eventually will make it onto the show whenever we start recording again. But we, he, we made. I had like something funny in mind and I had like a way I wanted it done. So I translated that crazy knowledge to Justin and I'm like, can you make this? And so he did in like 30 minutes and it's right on our website. And it's what, what did they say again?
2: Well, it's a, uh, um, What is it like? It's
1: uh, in my 50 years of business, we've always done it this way. And like, it's
2: never been a problem. It's
1: Yeah, we've in my 50 years of business, like this has never been an issue. Like all the things that all the old people say, you know, and then (laughs) the next part is like, we've always done it this way. And it's like set to like a like a beat. She wanted
2: like a almost like a Seinfeld kind of funk kind of beat with it, you know, like kind of just that kind of funny get you and uh-huh. i put it so on I our website and got onto ableton and was like putting something together and in about 30 minutes i got this little beat together it's really funny.
1: we made a little funny ditty
0: awesome man with that being said uh, i've been recording this for some time now so Hi everyone, welcome to the team check-in. And for the first time in a long while, I am not alone. I'm with uh, Tara Furiani. Did I butcher your last name?
1: No, you got it perfect. Beautiful pronunciation. Uh, okay,
0: and I'm with Justin Boggs. Hey. J- <laughs> 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 and uh we were just talking about this beautiful jingle that you guys made is it going to be the theme song for the podcast now
1: i mean it could be it really could be i think it has to work its way in we hadn't considered like a a show theme song beyond what we've done for the last two seasons
0: but you know what
1: i think that i think that we might i think that we really might yeah
0: certainly fits Uh, Justin, do you know of this other Justin's podcast? He, uh, the guitar player and the lead singer from the darkness, Justin Hawkins. Uh, Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. I've checked his podcast out. It's pretty good. Yeah. uh,
0: yeah, You can do the whole thing. You know, he has the guitar and the jingle that he does before and after the Justin Hawkins rides again.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty good. You know, who's, uh, I've been into is, uh, Chris, uh, shifty from, uh, Foo Fighters. Uh-huh. His new podcast is actually pretty good. It's really oh, fun to uh, hear his kind of like where he came from and all the fun stuff that he's got to do in the Foo Fighters because he came from other bands like No Use for mm-hmm. a Name and Me First in the Gimme Gimmes and people don't realize that. They just thought, well, they just found this guitar player. <laughs>
0: Uh, did you get a chance to listen to their latest album, the latest Foo Fighters record? Oh, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, we did. As soon as it came out, it's like, oh, I got to check this out because I know uh-huh. it would be Dave Grohl playing the drums again. And
0: yeah,
2: I was I, I like it. I like it. It's different. I, it is, I different.
1: think it's really Foo Fighter-y, like early Foo Fighters, like when it was just Dave. Yeah, like
2: right? uh, what is it? The color and the yeah, shape. The co- it's, like, it's like kind it's of in color that. color and the shape yeah. thing, I think. yeah.
0: Uh I think my first Foo Fighters record was uh, "Wasting Light." That was the first Foo Fighters record that—that's how I got into them.
2: Oh, but, I, I got into them from the first one, like
0: oh. with the little ray
2: gun <laughs> on it, like uh-huh, where uh-huh. where it's just him doing everything. Sounds yeah. familiar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, this is an HR podcast. Yep. I mean, um, but way. where
1: you know, where's you need music in HR? I mean, of all places. Uh-huh.
0: So I think yeah. it makes sense. Yeah,
1: that's good. <laughs> All
0: right. So uh, <laughs> I need to put the show on track at some point. Well, I mean, this show's never had a track. But uh, <laughs> I met you guys through being a fan of your podcast, not the HR lady. Right? Uh, I had a task of writing the top 20 pot, uh, HR podcasts blog posts. And I had to sit through so many hours of oh, bless uh, your heart. HR podcasting. I bet. Ugh. Uh, and it all blends in after some point, right? It all merges sure. in until I came across your show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've heard that before.
1: <laughs> but thank you. Like, in a good way, right?
0: Yeah, it, in a, in the best possible way. And I came across your show and the whole vibe was different. Everything was different. It was really fun to listen to. But and then I kept looking in and I found this one line from your from your website. I think it was eliminating the fuckery out of HR. Oh, yeah. 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 So let's start with that. What <laughs> is the fuckery in HR? God, what away.
1: What isn't the fuckery of HR? Um <laughs> You know, for me, I think it was like getting to a place professionally, which is kind of how the, so the show got its name. Let me back up and just start with the show got its name from, I was a chief people officer with an organization in, you know, the mid 2010s. And, uh, I was getting introduced to everybody, huge, huge company. We were doing like a road show of sorts. And one of the divisional like presidents, if you will, the company that I worked for was like the holdings company. And then we had all these other companies, you know, underneath us. And we were down in Atlanta, probably a thousand employees and the, the president of the organization who I'd known for like a month now, he's my peer. And, uh, he introduced me, pronounced my name wrong. Um, he'd heard my name at least, uh, like 200 times at this point. And then he proceeded not to call me a chief people officer, but rather, um, the HR lady. And, it was so humiliating and it took a lot to walk onto the stage because it was just so, you know, minimizing. And it was so, uh, you know, just uh, unexpected and inappropriate. And so, so many things that I took everything that I could and I walked on the stage and I said, hello, uh, for clarity, my name is Tara Furiani. And, uh, I am not the HR lady. I'm actually the yes. chief people officer. Um, I've worked with organizations, you know, across the globe, and you know, gave my little spiel and kind of just took that back. And this was, you know, 10 years before we started our show. Uh, but that's kind of where it spawned from. So what's the fuckery? The fuckery is that. You know, it's intentional mispronunciation. It's continued marginalization and harassment and rampant racism and sexism and misogyny, and that's just Steve kind of talk. And Uh that's the fuckery, that's the bullshit. And HR always gets kind of caught, I think, in a dichotomy of, you know the bullshit exists, but you cannot compel the CEO or whomever else to make the radical changes necessary. You know, until shit hits the fan, until somebody's Mm -hmm. suing you and it's public now, and there's a huge article, in a prestigious magazine calling you out on on your fuckery. And then it's like now we need to fix it. And so that that's it for me. I wanted to talk about that. You know, we can all talk about building talent development plans and why onboarding is so vital and those are important conversations too, but
2: and there's thousands <laughs> of podcasts that can like, give that. As you
1: to know, you. like as you <laughs> exactly know, <This> <laughs> there are thousands of podcasts that can help you in various ways. Exactly. So we wanted to talk about things a little bit differently that people don't really talk about, but that's need taboo. to. Taboo,
2: you know, it's it's not talked about because like, whoa, you know, that's not a box that I'm supposed to check, and it's like, well, throw those check boxes away. Let's talk about real issues in the business.
1: Yeah. And how to solve them. Because you talk about talent development and loyalty and onboarding goes a lot further when you're not bogged down by bullshit. And that's that's it, right? We started the podcast right before COVID. And we we're actually supposed to launch at HR Transform. But COVID shut um uh, the whole conference down as it did everybody south by southwest got Mm -hmm. shut down whole world shut down we all know the rest of the story
2: like a week before we were supposed to like
1: a week before (laughs) um so we launched anyway the show must go on and we went virtual and then what was so great was to really see and it's terrible it's rooted in tragedy especially here in the u.s Mm -hmm. you know with george floyd Amad Arbery and then Brianna Taylor. You know, so much things going on, and we're all just sitting around because we don't know what's happening in the world. It's scary times, and now we're looking at ourselves, our lives, our jobs, everything that we've accepted as like societal norms in work, and and collectively, I think went. What the fuck are we doing? Why are we behaving like this? Why are we allowing companies to treat us like this? Why isn't this a big issue? And so I think it really came at a time where people wanted to talk about this stuff for the first time in a real meaningful way beyond, you know, putting your black box on your LinkedIn profile mm-hmm. or throwing a rainbow sticker on something.
2: Yeah. And so many people were let go, you know. Yeah. So now they were like, you know what? I do have a voice. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to I'm going to say these things with you and like you would be surprised at, you know, how many people contacted us privately. and would be like, I just want you guys to know I support everything you guys are saying and doing, but I cannot do it publicly because my company will fire me. And it's like, that's sad. You know, that's the fuckery.
0: That is the fuckery, and isn't it crazy how you're talking 2020, right? We're talking right now. You're talking about all the horrendous stuff that happened in 2020, and but isn't it so sad that everything you're saying right now is incredibly relevant today? It might, oh, yeah. it just, it just might be a couple months ago, right? You might as well just be talking about a couple months ago, right? Uh, it's just uh, one. Just one awful thing replacing another, right? I mean, not Absolutely. equally awful, but uh, I think right now the big the big story is just these billionaires running rampant and playing playing space cowboy. Exactly, playing <laughs> space cowboy. Couldn't couldn't have, couldn't have said it better, right? Couldn't have said it better. And then standing next to Dave Chappelle and messing with the people they just fired.
1: Yep, that's exactly right. It's wild. Mm-hmm. It's just times. Times are so and you're right. It could be yesterday. It can also be 6 months from now probably. And that's here's the thing. We're talking about it and we weren't talking about it before and talk mm-hmm. facilitates change. Um before we were just tolerating it, right? We were just hiding it. We were just excusing Steve for his shit behavior. But, you know, way back with the Me Too movement, I think COVID really enhanced that in a more workplace sort of setting. You know, you see celebrities and people talking about their workplaces, but we don't think about them like workplaces. You know, not ours. That's that's Mm. Hollywood. That's a casting couch. That's you know, that's not the workplace. And it's like, no, that's the workplace. That is exactly the workplace. And we we finally kind of caught on. And I think what's great is that. It, I wish more has changed, but at least organizations, I'd say by and large, are really taking an active interest in trying to be better human beings. I mean, look, not all of them, clearly, mm-hmm. but a lot of them, I think, are realizing because the workforce just as isn't there. They're demanding more. They expect more and they're getting more, you know, in a lot of places and organizations that are smart. So everybody, I think, is just following suit hopefully but change yeah. as you know is long and painful and mm-hmm. slow and um and this will be no exception of course
2: and i i really long for the day that you know our early podcast episodes become dated because that means changes uh-huh. happened you know yeah. and yeah. until that happens you know we're gonna we're gonna keep going
0: uh one of your episodes uh i listened to a couple of them because th- there was a section that i need to do called uh in the article like best episode to start off on so i had i i listened to so much i listened to so many podcasts on that. <laughs> <laughs> just you wouldn't believe it but uh one of your episodes that i i believe is really strong it was uh, a tale of 12 systems
1: oh yeah
2: oh yeah
0: i mean the episode you did on the systems of oppression and uh, that was beautiful and those are things that we have the discussion has to keep going right yeah. people we need to keep contributing to the discussion and i also saw uh in the description for that video i believe, say like i'm not talking about Reich. i'm not talking about like these these systems and i took a bit of an offense to that because i work for one of those systems oh.
2: <laughs> sorry
0: <laughs> but uh all the systems of oppression that you talked about on the in that episode and that discussion—it's it's more vital than ever right now because the other side of that discussion, uh, people are just getting louder and louder, right? I mean, the space that you guys are doing this in, po- the world of podcasting, it is right now so inflated with these dude bro podcasts,
1: oh yeah,
0: where, yeah. uh, where people have like this anti-PC, anti-woke agenda, and they're always fighting the woke police and whatsoever. Uh, And they're doing it in a way that kind of excuses their just horrific behavior. Yeah. And so it is an incredibly vital discussion. But uh, some of the more lighthearted things you guys talk about... (laughs) uh,
1: we we try to uh, keep it light. I mean, yeah, light adjacent. We try, adjacent, to, we try right? to keep yeah. even
2: in the hard conversations and the darker moments. We try to bring some, some, levity. some levity, you know, because, yeah. like, it's hard to talk about and we want to talk about it. But we also, like, kind of have to keep your attention enough to, like, uh-huh. really sink it in. That's why we like to do movie references and, and show stuff like that.
0: Um uh. I think uh, one of the thi- uh, one of the running gags that you guys do, and not just in the show, but over Tara's uh, LinkedIn as well, uh, is just calling out these bullshit rituals at work.
2: Oh, yeah. At, uh, yeah.
0: Hawaiian shirt days and pizza parties <laughs> and office snacks that we, we will get to that. Uh, so and enough, bring uh, your
2: dog to work day. Yeah,
1: it's like
2: so cliche. Like some people are also allergic to dogs. Are we not like
1: <laughs> That's
0: not culture. <laughs> no. Congestion. So,
2: yeah.
0: So let's clarify what do you guys have against pizza parties?
2: <laughs> I
1: love pizza as much as the <laughs> yeah. next person, but I love cash more. I love <laughs> a hostel free work environment where I don't have to fear you know somebody saying something inappropriate to me or Mm -hmm. you know feeling too comfortable or
2: just paying you less because you're a woman paying me less yeah
1: like I I love Mm -hmm. pizza but I just I really love like equity and cash and Mm -hmm. you know being treated like a human being more you know it's it's great if those things are you know add-ons and I think that Mm -hmm. was the original intention it was meant to enhance and entice younger workers and then it Then it like started replacing salary increases and, you know, slides became, you know, the norm became the
2: expenditure
1: as opposed to like meaningful holiday bonuses. And it's like, but we installed this whole playground and it's like, I am 29 years old. Like Like, we have a
2: foosball table. Like you should come and work for us. We're going to pay you bottom dollar. Yeah, but you get down. Maybe get benefits. Maybe. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, here's a snack room for you to
1: yeah. to
2: help yourself out. There's all the kombucha in the world. Take it.
1: At one employer, a rat infested like the snack area. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like all the snacks had like rat droppings all over them and it was it was just horrifying. Like you yeah. It's it's I, you know, I I love snacks and I think when employers have on-site benefits and perks and stuff like that, it's amazing.
2: It's great when it's an add-on yeah. to the already good work that you're doing for your employees?
1: I was thinking about remote work, really, when I was thinking about Uh Office Snacks. This came up because obviously, um, you know, there's these mega campuses that a lot of the tech companies have, but a lot of the finance companies have as well. A lot of organizations in their corporate headquarters have lots of like restaurants and on-site dining and healthcare and all that. But when COVID shut everything down, It's like, well, that's not a benefit anymore. So are you gonna give me whatever that equivalent dollar amount is Mm -hmm. in money? Because I took this job knowing that this was a part of the package. This is how you sold it. Quite literally, that's how recruiters would sell a lot of tech people, is like the convenience of it, the free food. You know, the- There's
2: an on-site chef. Yeah,
1: on-site doctor, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, and now we're stuck at home and I don't have an on-site doctor or a personal chef in my house. So what are we doing? Uh, and that's that's where I think like it became so abundantly clear that there were organizations like using it as a part of salary as opposed to the perk that it was intended to be. I think the perk we all think it is. I can buy my own damn lunch, you know?
0: <laughs> uh, exactly. Uh, uh, well, uh, how I experienced that is Uh, before COVID hit, I was not working in HR or anything corporate. I was a teacher. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was a teacher. And the way COVID hit me was it took me out of the school and I had to do, like, these online lessons. And that's how it worked. And uh, after I got into marketing and HR, my whole, like, white-collar life was spent in front of a computer screen. I was not – so I did not have the full – office experience and and looking back it, the the whole pandemic and the whole remote situation it just made people ask the question are offices really necessary because uh, they are pretty expensive they are luxuries to have yeah so, so what do you think or do you think offices are necessary
1: No, I am so against offices, like when the (laughs) pandemic happened, I thought this is so amazing because think about the time that people get back. Like, let's start there. The time that you give back to employees from having to commute from wherever they are to an office each way, they get that back. That's an expenditure as well as a time saving from a business standpoint Mm -hmm. to be able to have very minimal space. That is a huge expense. I mean, not just the building itself, but the way in which you have to operate that building and all of those associated expenses. It's great to be able to have in-person interaction. I'm for that. But if you Mm -hmm. do it in a strategic way on a, you know, kind of a schedule on a quarterly type basis, that can be so much more impactful for the team than just being able to sit around and like I got to experience a lot of corporate culture, um, Mm -hmm. and in office experience. And I can tell you that at least 75% of every Monday is spent talking to people about what we did on the weekend, because you don't do it all at once in some big group. You do it, you know, throughout the day to (laughs) 25 different people that you see. And then on Friday, we're doing the exact same thing, but about what we're going to do on the weekend. (laughs) So there's at least two whole days during the week that you could probably account for just bullshit conversations that have nothing to do with work, uh, but are the only way that you can stay sane in your workplace with those people. You know, it's like, yeah, I have to talk to you about something other than all this stuff that we're having to deal with. And that's like, you know, that's it. That's your only reprieve, but it's not productive. When you're at home, Mm -hmm. you can collaborate and just throw them on a Slack message for all to see what you did over the weekend, you can still have meaningful interaction, but Mm -hmm. instead of just stopping by an office and getting that drive by, you can actually plan to talk about something and then add in some color. Like I am a huge proponent of just virtual and remote work. I think it works when you're intentional about it Mm -hmm. and you're not a control freak, but unfortunately a lot of CEOs and boards are control freaks and need and feel compelled, even though they're not in the office a lot, need to feel compelled and productive and good about their workforce because they're in the office. And that right. means something. I know where they are. I know what they're doing. If
2: they're in the office, then, they're mu- then they must be working. You know, <laughs> where it's, well, I, I just don't see the difference of like, if I have, you know, a goal that I'm trying to achieve and I spend mm-hmm. eight hours in the office or I spend eight hours at home, I can still achieve the same thing if i need to link up with you we all learned how to use zoom but still haven't figured out that mute button but we all figured <laughs> that out and we can still <laughs> communicate and still see each other and still you know have this interaction without having to go to your office to do that mm-hmm. you know if anything i think working from home is is better in that sense you can be quicker with what it is you're trying to do
0: and
1: still have a life i mean it's yeah. output about what you're what you're doing i mean how long that takes you should be predefined but you know the yeah. the output is like what you're
0: really solving for yeah so what but about uh, you are you on I that tip? uh if i have to play devil's avocado yeah and, uh one th- uh, and i I full-on prefer working remote, and a couple of places I used I work, they debated, hey, should we have office days? And I was strongly against them. Uh, but uh, one thing that kind of changed was remote work feels a little invasive to me. And when I'm having like uh, in a meet when I'm having a meeting, I feel like the people I'm in a meeting with are in my living room now. And yeah, oh yeah. yeah like your living room, your uh, the space that is free of work suddenly becomes a bit too associated with work. And uh, that was something that I struggled just a little bit with. Also, did work hours just disappear out of the blue? Like, did that happen to you guys as oh, well? Yeah. Where, oh, yeah. Night I
1: mean, is
0: day, day is night. Yeah, the, the work day doesn't apparently starts at like nine anymore. It just starts, it never stops. And it never stops, you, yeah. It, I mean, since like your main mode of uh, communication is like either Microsoft Teams or email or text or whatsoever, they don't, uh, some of the people I worked with, they just did not have those boundaries, right? If I can text you through the day, I can text you after 6 p.m. So really like the work is stretched out.
1: You got to tell people like, don't do that. Don't do that to me. Set your own boundary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and lead by that example. And
1: lead that way.
0: Uh-huh. Exactly. And uh I want to talk about uh terrible media as an entity because looking at the website, it's fascinating because you guys are doing a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A whole bunch of stuff. You have the uh if I'm not wrong, we have the not the HR Lady podcast. Yeah. We have Workations, you have sale and of course you have punchline sex life right yeah so let's go uh how did that whole thing come about uh well um
1: we started originally with just you know not the hr lady and it never intended to be what we did you know covid kind of shifted both justin and my professions Mm -hmm. um my whole organization shut down as did his roles were eliminated. Um, and all of a sudden we found ourselves with a podcast hobby suddenly pivoting to go, okay, what do we do now? Cause the whole world is shut down. Who knows what it'll go back to? What does this look like? You know, we have, we have kids like there's, there's a, there's things we have to think about. And, uh, so we did not the HR lady for, uh, two seasons, And which is great. We, we love doing it. Obviously that's, that's fun. We have done like 56 or so shows and episodes for not the HR lady, like live shows and things like that. Um, and so we did that. And at the same time began consulting, you know, a lot of the work that, uh, that we do and the things that we talk about, especially in this climate, you know, are are fairly well received at higher levels because at higher levels, there's no time for bullshit. And anybody who's spent any time mm-hmm. up in the C-suite or at the leadership or executive level knows that you, know, you can't mince words. You have to be clear. You have to be intentional. Sometimes that change is hard and companies don't want to do it and don't want to dig in as deep as they can. but you know, that's, that's for them to, to work through and for us to help them understand how that looks and what that translates from a business perspective. So we started doing some consulting Yeah. and Justin really runs kind of that arm of our business. And, um, and then I wrote a book, you know, fuck your office snacks. And so you can buy that on Amazon, um, which is a look at historical corporate culture and employment, you know, both domestically here in the U S and internationally. And, um, and then it's, you know, there's tales of workplace experiences, um, because a lot of what we kind of based the book on was about our show. You know, there's movie references and TV shows to kind of encapsulate a point. And then every chapter is actually mansplained by Justin. <laughs> and we did and it's
2: not even like my own words. I take a quote from a movie. Yeah. Cause it's like, <laughs> that's just kind of like, funny you know even
1: more (laughs) mansplaining well we thought that was funny
2: so yeah (laughs) yeah that that's happened a lot during we've gotten comments of people you know just being dumb and trying to troll us and it's like this is this is how we we take that power away from them it's now turn it into a joke you know
1: (laughs) and so we did that um and so that's great and then sale leadership has been really an evolution of i think my whole career at this point and it's Mm a you know, a real actionable kind of self leadership program, um, to reflect, to really dig in and do some of the hard work that's required to be, I think, a successful leader these days. And, um, and it's also going to be my second book. So there'll be a book based on sale, um, which is also a leadership retreat. So this is part of, Mm -hmm. um, part of like kind of a, a longer project, but Um, Essentially, it's a leadership methodology defined by the book that will be released, I think, next month and um, and part of a larger kind of leadership retreat and individual leadership retreat type session thing you can come to, um, which is really exciting. And then Justin's been a musician for 15, 20 years, Uh,
2: like a touring musician for 15, 20 years. But I've been a musician my whole life, so Mm -hmm. it just kind of made sense to like, let's just kind of put it under there and. And we've um,
1: been, yeah, and he, like he mentioned to you, I think, earlier when we were chatting, um, you know, he did all of the audio and all of the mixing and mastering. He plays all the instruments.
2: And with with Punchline, we've been getting, because um, I, I did her audiobook. I've also done a couple mm-hmm. more audiobooks. And with that, it was just kind of like people sending me their audiobooks to like either record or they're just sending me the raw tracks. And I clean it up and get it ACX certified and kind of send it back. So it's also kind of under all of that as well.
1: Yeah. And, and so with all of it, we do keynote speaking and uh, the whole enchilada. So if it's something to do with
0: business, essentially
1: leadership, keeps HR keeps <laughs> us busy.
0: That's awesome. Man. Is there ever going to be like a punchline sex life tour? Oh, I mean, I would, mean, like, it. would, I
2: would like, to. like to be, I mean, with, you know, with work though, and everything's still kind of busy, but I just need to find the right people that have that mm-hmm. schedule that can, you know, work and still want to play music. And
0: maybe so. Yep. It's, 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 it, I feel what you're describing to me right now is me trying to get a DND game together. That's
2: oh, don't even get me started.
0: <laughs> Ooh, you play
2: DND? I used to uh, like heavily, and our son's
1: lot. about to start playing. He's in sixth grade.
2: Yeah,
0: that's awesome. That's awesome. That that's uh, a whole other podcast. Yeah, that's a we whole, nother show.
1: That, <laughs> that a a whole other show. They have a D and D club at his school.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. Where was that when I was growing up? I mean, so, right?
2: <laughs> for me, it was to- I was told not to play that because it's like bad. <laughs>
0: When did nerd sh- when did nerd shit become cool? When did yeah. nerds become sexy? And when did I miss out on that?
2: Same. It was obviously, after I graduated. So <laughs>
0: De- definitely, uh, I'll say this though: I am, uh, I am the oldest in my friend group, but just like just by a year or two, right? So when I was a fresh college graduate and I was just starting work, all my friends were still in college. And I used to run these weekly d and d games. And it was perfect for them, and they were having an easy time. I was just pulling one sleepless night after another, heading to the <laughs> office, just coming back, and then running another game. All those guys graduated, and we can't play anymore.
2: They can't oh, handle that.
0: No. They, they can't handle that schedule. <laughs> yeah, that is just one of my biggest gripes ever. <laughs> Again, th- Again, this is an HR. like, <laughs> yes. Okay, we have to have hobbies in this space.
2: But but right? isn't it? I mean, it's the human relationship, right? Kind of thing. That's like D and D. So D and D, you you bring people together, and you know they all have a common strategy. You know, mm-hmm. against the mm-hmm. DM, you who's trying to basically have a good story and kill you. <laughs> so like. <laughs> Like, everybody gets together and, you know, has a, yeah. has a goal that they're trying to achieve. And for us, it's, you know, changing the world of work.
0: Yeah.
2: That's our D&D yeah. game now.
0: <laughs> exactly. And so, uh, from the outside looking in to the whole terrible Media stuff, uh, it looks like you guys, uh, uh, like, the world shut down and you guys stri- striked out on your own. And did what uh, started doing what you like and bringing your creative sides into it and turned it into a business. And that is, I feel like that is something a lot of people would love to do, right? There are so many musicians, literature majors, art or theater majors working in an office building right now. I don't know if they're listening to this, but there are a bunch of them me included so uh, what are what were some of the challenges uh what were some of the biggest challenges you guys faced as you were striking out on your own and integrating all that creativity into what you're doing
2: oh man I mean there was a there was a learning curve I would definitely Mm -hmm. say like because with the podcast um you know me being in the recording engineering side that was kind of easy and then she wanted this like well I want to like a video element and and stuff so like it's really kind of I've never done video you know so then it was like well now I am going to learn this and then it's (laughs) now let's learn the space of podcast and web series and you know then it's really defining who we're trying to reach you know I mean that was like kind of hard I would say to to really get kind of a hold of people and get them to kind of see that like this is not your normal podcast. It is not suitable for work. Yeah. Like you really don't want to just put this on and and
1: like and good go. thing the world <laughs> shut down because like you can't listen to this at work. You got to put on headphones. Yeah. I think that you know that was a, the biggest starting off that was the biggest. So all okay. The hardest thing is like it's still hard. And every day is a constant struggle, <laughs> battle, fight. I mean like it's it's a constant you can't just sit back and and collect a paycheck there's no paycheck if you don't work mm-hmm. um and that work is so many multifaceted things to Justin's point you know we're doing it all we were doing it all ourselves and that's marketing the podcast putting all of our content together building youtube you know thumbnails figuring out how to make YouTube work for us where we put videos. Like we'd never done any of this stuff. And then, you know, should we have a newsletter? Let's build a website uh, like, I, we did all of it. Like everything that you see is done by us. And that was like 20, I don't know, 20 different jobs probably.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, all at the same time trying to help clients we were working with delivering. Um, uh-huh. we do, I do completely custom keynote speeches for every client I work with. I don't reuse anything. And that's a lot of work. And on top of it, trying to build a brand and create all, I mean, it's a struggle every day. There has to be a uh, lot of intentionality and
2: leadership courses.
1: Yeah. And and then building sale and writing books. Like it's, it's a, it's a choice every day. It's a choice to get up and go, you know, I, I'm gonna, I, I want to make this my livelihood. I don't want to go back in a corporate space if I don't have to, how can I keep this going? What can I do? How can I keep pushing? and and I'll tell you that a lot of days were way harder than days that I've ever had in a corporate setting, even on the worst days um in corporate mm-hmm. setting. You know, th- there are days when getting out of bed was really hard because it's not a six figure salary that I have anymore that's just coming in biweekly. I you know, it's not health insurance that I get from an employer where it's a hundred percent premiums paid. And I only pay some deductible. It's all us all the time and not having that kind of like stability where I've always had it, where you've always had it. I mean, for the last 20 years, (laughs) that's really something, but when you're smart, I think about it and you approach it strategically, you make good financial decisions, you utilize your credit and work that angle like especially here in Mm -hmm. the us you know you can make your credit work for you and at the same time build up your credit score like you can Mm -hmm. do a lot of things that i think really help you know make it a little bit more feasible but i mean there are times and days and stuff where we're way over our head
2: yeah i mean i I think that's why we even brought up and uh some of the episodes of you know just mental health you know and, Mm -hmm. and it's okay to take a day off for mental health reasons you know because you do get overwhelmed and it makes no sense to come into work when you're not yourself and you're not in the right space. So, I mean, for us that, that happened and it it still gets there every once in a while, but, um, you know, and, and I think for every, every troll, you know, that we get, that's (laughs) just, that's just more fuel for us to keep going. That means, that means we're hitting a nerve somewhere in, in this white cyst, usual (laughs) male, like, attitude and it's like all right so like we're hitting a nerve that means we're we're still making the right you know decisions and choice and where we just keep going like if i if there was any advice i could give to people it's to just keep going like if if you've got something that that people are listening to and that's taking off you know keep going like
0: do it Beautiful, beautiful. And now, were there ever any moments of burnout through the whole process? (laughs) There were were months of burnout.
2: (laughs)
1: Literally. I
2: I would say, like, in the beginning, for me, there was a lot of burnout because I was still learning how to edit video. That was something completely Mm -hmm. new for me. And, you know, I had the audio side kind of done like that was easy running it through mastering it mixing it getting everything nice that was fine it's the the video and I mean it the first episode took almost a week or two weeks I think it was two weeks two weeks to edit and then get that together with the audio and then put that out and, and it so was just and like, then
1: I'm frustrated because he's frustrated he doesn't know what he's doing I can't imagine how hard this could possibly be because I'm a jerk obviously no and I'm like frustrated at him. Like, if you can't figure this out, like, should we outsource it? Like, what should we do? We like, can't take two it, weeks.
2: This it's, is it's crazy. Not a, it's not a weekly show if it's every two weeks. If it's every then, two weeks. Yeah, yeah, and then you know, I think I spent a lot, a lot more time trying to figure out how to like optimize my video editing and you well, know different different programs. Well. Yeah. And then I got it down to. Shit, oh. I, I can have it done the same day we record it. Yeah, you like know? a couple of hours. And then it's all just, like, good. So, like, that burnout's gone. I don't think anything with the show, other than that beginning aspect, we've been burnout on. Because it's really fun and just a lot of, like, off the script. You know, and we she, don't have a script she <laughs> has. She sends me, and we talk about it a little beforehand, like, kind of bullets.
1: Like an outline like of an what we Like an outline of
2: what we're going to cover and then it's just kind of like go <laughs> we're really <laughs> and good we and
1: we and we don't do like multiple takes like i think there's been what uh-huh. two times where a We've camera has malfunctioned it. or something like that. And it was like an important camera.
2: Well, it's her camera. It was yours. Oh, yeah, that was, right. was my shot that was that malfunctioned and it got corrupted. And it's like, oh, man, we have to do this again. And
1: we don't like we said, we don't script it. So it's like, oh, fuck, I was funny that time. How am yeah. I going to be funny again? And
2: <laughs> somehow it works. Yeah, it's like we like to do it like a, like a live band where it's one shot. All the way through. Yeah. really get the best kind of emotion out of it.
0: Yeah. You should see my outtake reel for the Team (laughs) Flect YouTube channel. By the way, Team Flect YouTube channel, your best source for anything Microsoft Teams related. Back to us. Now, (laughs) I like the plug. uh, My outtake reel is horrendous. And uh, I edit part of it. And then someone I work with, a really good friend of mine, Doa, he does most of the fancier transitions and the music and all that, but I record it and then I chop it into bits. But one time the software we use kind of uh glitched I think because all my outtakes were in the video and the whole like timestamps just shifted. And
1: oh no he got
0: the video and he said Emma, are, you, are you doing okay? Like, is everything <laughs> all right because it's just five minutes of me cursing Getting up, going for a smoke and just pacing around the room.
1: I love it.
2: I love that. I don't I love think it. I don't think that's happened with us before. Where
1: we've put no, I don't think we have we have outtakes. Like we, we have do. some yeah. outtakes.
2: There are times like where we'll we'll stop and then just kind of be like, Okay, like let's bring this back in. Okay? Yeah, we gotta rein then, ourselves
1: in sometimes. And sometimes we do this, like we drink a lot on the show as uh-huh. well and what like our one our our biggest sponsor is a winery and so (laughs) a lot of times that like we could have already had a bottle before we're drinking the bottle we're drinking on the show and it's like maybe that happens sometimes and (laughs) and then it's just like oh no if anything goes wrong (laughs) we're we're gonna be too deep we have to
2: find a way to reel it back in (laughs) but that's but then that's the power of of editing you know like
0: hey, try getting a dog and recording in the same room you guys will drink a whole lot more
1: oh i believe it I believe well we have it. five we kids, have kids so
0: like <laughs>
2: sometimes like i think there <laughs> so is one episode <laughs> where i think you hear uh like stella, stella okay. or something like knocking on the door and i think you see me like look over but then it's like we kind of keep going and i think you mentioned uh-huh. it
1: yeah but, our um, daughter was just knocking like <laughs> yeah
2: it's like ah, it's no big deal whatever like we do this at our home. So and we're not ashamed of that, you know, uh-huh. keeping it real.
0: <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to keep you guys here forever, but uh, I'm having a wonderful I, time. Yeah, this
1: is fun. We haven't also, been on a show in a while.
0: Uh, happy to hear that. Well, you might change your minds with the next question I have for you. Okay. Because uh, you guys, uh, you have kids and are you married or? Yep. Yep. Okay, you're not living in sin. So you, <laughs> uh, what are some of the... Tr- uh, you're working with your significant other. And oh, yeah. that can't be easy. That just can't be easy. So are there any moments where, yeah, it's it just becomes difficult to work with your significant other? And what uh, what advice would you give to someone who wanted to work with their partner?
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good question. You should answer that question because I'm like, I'm just like bitchy. (laughs) Well, i like, like, I'm a really good leader to my team. But like, to your point, he's my husband. So it's it's completely different. Like, I can look at him and go, what the fuck, dude? Why? What do you mean we have to completely redo this whole episode? We've been talking for 30 minutes, you know?
2: And then I go, well, I'm going to go to HR. Yeah, (laughs) 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 like (laughs) that. I would say the biggest component is communication. Like you have mm-hmm. to be able, and I just I don't mean that so cliche. I mean, communicate your feelings, communicate the emotions that you're having, the the needs, you know, like uh, I, I want to do these clips for you, but i I don't think what I'm putting together is funny. Mm-hmm. So if you could maybe go through some of this and jot down some lines that you think is funny for a sizzle reel, that would help me really kind of understand what you're looking for. And that's
1: a real scenario. This, Th- this really is happened. a
2: very real mm-hmm. scenario. He so, made like, something
1: and I was like, this isn't good. This isn't this good. Isn't and funny. I'm like,
2: oh, my God, I think this is great. And she's like, this isn't funny. This isn't what I'm talking about. So then then I communicate that to her. and It's like, well, then I, I need your help to kind of put something together. Once I see what you're looking for, then I can pivot to like more that direction. So, yeah. I mean, if you're looking, you know, people are looking to work with their significant others, you you have to have a a open communication um, relationship. And that's just with everything, like how you're feeling, what your needs are and everything. And you have and, to leave
1: work stuff with work. Like it can't, yeah. it can't be a fight mm-hmm. that carries over when you're making dinner on something that you guys kind of had discord about at in the work time, like separating your work and personal lives, even though you're with the same person for both, it, it really does help. You have to think about it more transactionally when you're doing work together. It's less emotion. Yeah. Even if it is more emotion, because it's it is your partner and it doesn't sound less emotional. Um, you know, it has to be a little more transactional because then when you're off the clock or when you're not in business mode you know, you can be back to like a, a mutual kind of give and take relationship instead of something that is just transaction driven, but letting stuff carry over <laughs> from one place to the other, you know, that's not good for anybody. And it, it's not healthy for a relationship. You should be talking about those things, working through it and not bringing it over to dinner, you know, as, as anybody can. I mean, you bring shit home from work to your spouse or to uh-huh. your roommate or to your dog or your partner or, your partner or whatever. Um, anyway, like, you know, have those moments, but, but have those moments when you're still in work mode and then leave it wherever that is and go about your, the rest of your personal life. Like don't, don't commingle the two. It's easier said than done, but when you're intentional about it, I think that, you know, you can really make it work. You're, now you're in kid mode. You're not in,
2: yeah, we're not in work mode. We're
1: not in work mode. It's dinner
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, cause I can't imagine, right. Uh, in the dinner table, how was your day, honey? Oh my God, the HR lady at work.
1: <laughs> you know, I mean, and that's and so what's really interesting is um it gives us so many more other things that we can talk about, like music. I mean, uh-huh. you know, music is a part of terrible under our like larger umbrella because it's like Justin's passion. I'm passionate about it too, mm-hmm. obviously. Our kids are all musical as well. Yeah. And that's great and fun, but it gives us things like that. That's not really business. You know, that's family. That's fun. That's things to talk about. And the kids want to know, like, they think it's cool. Like whenever we're quoted in something, or if I'm just Mm -hmm. talking to like a cool organization, or if we record an episode, like, um, our kids watch our show whenever we do a a live show and stuff and a new episode comes out. So we try to involve our family in different ways, talk about work differently. Um, mm-hmm. instead of talking and deciding on work, we can talk
2: about work
1: as a family. And I think there's a difference there. We're not strategizing or still pissed off at whatever happened earlier.
2: Yeah,
1: now we're just talking about the other cool stuff
2: and And they're the next generation of the workforce and, you know, music listeners and music makers. So it's really good to get their take. you know, when I was uh, when I finished the EP, you know, I asked them like, What do they think? And they loved it. And, you know, what would you do? And they were like, well, can I pull it up on YouTube and sing karaoke to it? And I was like, (laughs) no, but now you can. I've put Um, that up on there. I went ahead and stripped out the main vocals. And now, like, our kids will do karaoke and pull up one of my songs and sing it. So it's like, what 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 can I get from them? You know, that can help me be a better leader or really kind of connect with that next generation.
0: Beautiful. And I think we are hitting the hour mark. So uh, I will slowly wrap this thing up now. Okay. So, uh, guys, thank you so very much for coming on the show. And do you have anything new coming out anytime soon? Do you want to plug anything? Now's the time.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, uh, Sale. I'm launching Sale Leadership, which will be a book first um, next month. And um, our sale leadership program, which will take off shortly after that. And you can find more at not the HR forward slash sale, or just click on sale when you're on our main website. Um, and Justin's full length album for punchline sex life. We're hoping is going to come out in yes. January yes. of 2024. So you can check that out at punchlinesexlife.com or Spotify or wherever you like music. Yep. Um, and you can learn more about that kind of works as well. I think it'll be a great album. I'm with you on catapult. That's the kid's favorite <laughs> song for the most part no. as well.
2: And it's so funny because that was not the intention of that song. Find a way yeah. out was supposed to be the hit. And, and it's I just... was
1: like, no, it's going to be but Catapult. A, it's but as, it's as, Catapult. As a
2: musician, it's... I know I don't get to choose what people think are the yep. are the popular songs. <laughs> and as the
1: business executive for his music, <laughs> I also agree with you on Catapult. So do our kids. So do most of our friends. So I think that is what we're going to try to really push for like a first single for the, his album.
0: Yeah, that song just has that you know Scott Pilgrim threshold vibe yeah. to it. Yeah, totally. so
2: it really does. That I've never thought about that, but yeah, I can totally see Scott right? Pilgrim versus the world. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. Oh, they're coming out with a new animated series version of that, by the way. And oh, I didn't know that. Voiced by the same exact people, right? So, Michael, Sarah, Aubrey So I feel like that's gonna be really good.
2: <laughs> That'll be really good.
0: Th- that's going to be good. By the way, before uh, we close out the show, I was looking for someone to nerd out with this over. So, uh, Justin, I just bought the sickest guitar pedal. Right, it's coming over. I'm really stoked about it. Do you know the RK Fly Rig by uh, by Tech Twenty One? Right, it is Richie Kotzen's pedal. Okay, and it's and it's this massive board. It it has like it has built into it a Sansamp a distortion pedal on the side, reverb, and a tap tempo delay. Ooh. Yeah, and I'm going to pair that out with a crybaby one. It's going to be sick, so.
2: Man, that that's kind of like the best of everything. So, like, uh-huh. for me, I've never been the, like, kind of one board has it uh-huh. all kind of person. But, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking down here right now. I've got a little muff uh, for my uh-huh. distortion. I have a really cool, like, super octave pedal for doing some cool stuff. Um, uh, obviously, you got to have a tuner, but a crybaby, like, the best wall pedal you can buy. And then a Boss uh, DD6 for the digital delay, specifically the DD6. Like, it's got the best delay and, like, reverse delay that you can have. And yeah, I've got some more. They're, like, all around here. The, I, I, like, back here, there's just all kinds of stuff got multiple guitars basses, and stuff so like yeah i think it's awesome. good it, if it is like it's so it's like one rack like it's one kind of thing uh-huh. and it has a sans amp in it
0: yeah th- that's that, that's cool. what kind of that's what sold me on sold me out on it, it was kind of like the best of both worlds and if you are looking for the best of both worlds in terms of performance management inside microsoft teams then you should give Team Fleck a look. Just go to teamfleck.com. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you find podcasts, please leave a like and subscribe to the channel. It really helps us out. That was the smoothest transition I could ever pull off. <laughs> you're a pro. You're, you're a pro. pro.
2: You've done this before.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think you and Justin should maybe start like some kind of music
1: podcast or something. You guys hey. could talk music pedals and what I don't know what you two are talking
0: about right then. We I'm like, talk, what? Cry maybe? like, what? A crybaby? Like, what?
1: I don't know what it is. Oh. I'll see myself out of that one, but you right. guys should start some kind of music podcast. All
0: right. Music and D&D. Perf- perfect new yeah. podcast.
1: <laughs> like, there's got to be a niche for that, right? There's got to be. People will be like, be. what?
0: Two of my favorite things. Like, Luke would listen I mean, to it. Yeah. <laughs> Most old-fashioned nerds were also like metalheads. So There it just, is. Yeah.
1: There it is. I think you're exactly right. I it's agree. like Eddie from Stranger Things.
2: Yeah, really
0: is. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's his fault that nerds are sexy now. That, that, oh, there it, it is. Quit.
1: Okay. Yeah. And Michael Sarah. What you yeah you mentioned that. And Michael that. Sarah. Michael Cera. I mean, yeah. he's like the <laughs> sexiest nerd of all. I mean, he's so adorable. He's so funny. I just want to squeeze him. Anyway, <laughs> this has been so fun. Thank this you for has having been us. Great. Yes. Thank you Thank guys you. for
0: coming on the show. Uh, I don't know what time it is over there. It is around nine p.m. over here. Nice. One o'clock. One o'clock. Yeah. Awesome. So have a great rest of your day.
1: Hey, good night. Get some yeah. sleep. We'll talk to you later. It's been fun. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.